0: Is Mr. Ma Perry, Senior from APE Business Solutions and Generation to Come Foundation ooh said that right, and the author of "The Only Way Out," um, you know, Escape Poverty, not the exact title, but basically not a problem, living life for your dream, honey. That's right. So yes. That's right. Today we're going to be talking about flex culture, you know, you know what's the thing with so many bloggers on YouTube, do videos about it and there's definitely, there's an actual definition on Google and all that jazz, so it's becoming a real nuisance, you know, maybe I'm old, daddy. we'll get into that conversation, <laughs> <definitely>. <laughs> but um, I want us to, you know, flex on the right things, you know, so right. anyway, here we go. Good morning, y'all. Happy, chilly Thursday. You're tuning into Community Conversations on KLEK K 102.5 FM. I'm your host, Galila Jones. My very special guest, who's no stranger, is Mr. Maud Perry Singer, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm trying to get him to come get the snow, but anyway, uh, <laughs> he is the president and CEO of APE Business Solutions and the founder of Generation to Come Foundation Incorporated and the author of uh, The Only Way Out. Uh, it's a book about escaping poverty and living the life of your dreams. You must get your hand. Oops, can't say that right now, but you know, <laughs> it's a must read. So anyway, we're going to get on with our conversation. Today's topic is flex culture in the black community. So um, let's start out, Mr. Perry, with what is flex culture for those who may not know.
1: All right, long, uh, short answer, right? Flex culture is trying to flex on... Whoever, right? You're trying to keep up with the Joneses. You're trying to get the latest logo, the latest brand, and latest car, the, the biggest house, and you're flexing, right? You really don't have the means to afford the lifestyle, and so we go after these things and we chase these things to say that we're in, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: the data, the data is showing something different. So,
0: alrighty. And so, from your observation and experience, um, what is there a particular age group or generation that seems to flex more than others?
1: I mean, I don't want to sound like an old head, but I w- I'm going to say no, right? Okay. Because I'm going to say when I was in high school, flex, flex culture was a thing too. Like you had the kids that had the latest and the greatest, right? But we all grew up in Greensboro, Alabama. So looking back, it's like, man, we were all broke, but everybody's acting like they had it, right? Mm-hmm. It, was a title, it was a title one school. Um, which means it's it's below the poverty line. And I didn't realize that until I left Greensboro and started being exposed to other things. So I would say it's more of the parents pushing their ideas to the kids. The parents are going to buy the kids clothes so that they can look good in the community. Right. And that's happening Mm -hmm. generation after generation. But when you look at the data, as far as the wealth gap is concerned in America or the average income for the American um, household is sixty thousand dollars. So that's the average. And then wow. the the stats show that seventy percent, seventy six percent of Americans didn't have a thousand dollars in their bank account before COVID. Then where's all this flexing coming from? So it just, you know, it sparked a fire in me. Like it was one of the reasons why I started the the organization Generation to Come Foundation. And one of the reasons I wrote the book, The Only Way Out: How to Escape Poverty and Live the Life of Your Dream. One of the ways to escape poverty is to stop flexing. Okay right? We got to stop flexing because the data is showing something different. We have to start investing. Stop flexing, start investing, right?
0: That's a tagline
1: right there. (laughs) Stop, write that down. Don't forget it. Stop flexing, start investing. It costs zero dollars to open up a brokerage account. E-Trade, TD Ameritrade. Um, I don't like the other other type of brokers. I like the traditional online brokers, but it costs zero dollars to open up an account and start trading and investing, right? Um, we have people in our group started with $50 and they sitting on $3,000 right now and that's less than 12 months. He's not flexing, he's investing, right? He's listening to somebody with information who can help him increase his finances, but and generally just increase the entire quality of your life. If you think about mm-hmm. your money different, then your whole life changes. If you think about yourself different as, as it relates to your money, your entire life changes. And right now we can't think because we're too busy flexing. So that's an imposter syndrome because (laughs) we're flexing and we know it ain't real because you look at your bank account and it's showing you a certain amount. But you look in your closet and you got Louis Gucci, yada, 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 but you can't afford to take your child to a private school or take your child to this extracurricular activity so they can get a skill set that they need to compete in a global economy. So we got to stop flexing, start investing.
0: You know, I'm glad you mentioned that competing in the global economy. I talk about that quite often. Um, One, our curriculum needs an overhaul. But two, on the other side of that, we as a community, the Black community, and I'm speaking to us, we need to step up our game and educate our children on a whole different level. The school is only going to give them a little piece. We Mm -hmm. need to fill in the rest of those gaps. Mm -hmm. And that's where investing comes in. We have talked about we didn't really get a lot of education when it came to investing and saving or the right type of saving um, mm-hmm. and how to make your money really grow and make money for you. So talk about it.
1: Um, the system is not gonna teach you that, right? The system that we live in is a capitalistic system. It's designed to keep the workers working. That's one of my best used to tell me, keep the workers working, meaning I'm gonna keep the poor people poor, I'm gonna squeeze the middle class and the 1% is gonna control and maintain all the wealth, right? And that's really, that's the numbers. 1% of the wealth is, I mean, 99% of the wealth is controlled by 1% of the population. So that's a huge issue, right? 99% of the world's wealth is controlled, is owned and controlled by 1% of the population. So it's oh. kind of like, who are we fooling? That, that, that's always my biggest question. Like we five or six generations from slavery, right? If you really do the numbers. Right. We didn't get we didn't. The Civil Rights Act wasn't passed until what, 1964, 1965? Affirmative mm-hmm. action kicked in and we thought we made it. We didn't make it. We was just getting in the game. So that that generation, I like to call them the Steve Harvey generation. I hope they don't beat me up out there. But it's, the, it's that generation who got some got a bigger piece of the pie. And what they do, they move to the birds. They moved away from our communities. Right. They moved to the city. They left the country. They didn't send money back home to the country so that we can get more land because we had air property. We still got air property back when I'm from, right? Okay. And One of my goals right now is to try to get more land, right? We got a lot of land. I'm trying to get more because we need a place to grow our food, grow our own food so that we can sustain ourselves. But that's a whole other type of idea. But we got we to gotta start back investing in our community, investing in ourselves. We got we to stop moving to the birds. We got to move in because all the money is in the inner city. Yeah. Right? We talk about the inner city all the time. We talk about the people in the ghettos, but that's our responsibility, go and save them. Those, those are our people, those are our children, those are our kids um, that we're neglecting because quote unquote, we've made it out. No, when you make it out, you got to pull somebody else out.
0: Yes, most definitely, most definitely. Um, I'm glad you're bringing up all these points and I hope people are listening. We got quite a few people wanna say good morning to. Um, so thank you for checking in and hopefully you all are taking notes because this is important information. We have to start adjusting the mindset of ourselves and our children. If, if we are to elevate, especially as a black community, there's a lot of talk about, oh, we have the highest buying power, but where, where is that? where is, Where is the stuff that we're supposed to buy?
1: We spending it all with Louis Gucci, Michael Kors, right? And they not put money back into our community, right? Thank you. We going out, we going out and buying Mercedes and BMWs and Lexus. Like some of those companies do put money back into our communities, but we need to check and find out who are they and stop buying their product, right? We need to we need to get involved in making manufacturing our own products. And you've heard conversations about this, but it's kind of like laughed at because. We have an issue with our self-esteem. We don't believe we can do it. But every other corporation knows that we can do it. And they'll hire you and pay you pennies on the dollar to make six times more than what they're paying you. This whole country was built on our back. And guess what they used? They used our women. And guess what they did what? in slavery? They used the women and used the men as bucks, put the men and the women against each other. And that's exactly what you see going on today. The 50-50 what? conversation, right? Corporate, corporate America has been doing it all these years, right? They used the women, the feminist movement came along. We didn't have these problems before this because we had to depend on each other before the 60s. We had to depend on each other. It was hanging us for looking at, a, looking at a woman across the street. So we had to depend on each other. That's how you had the Black Wall Street. You had the places in Harlem. You had these, these cultures of Black civilizations. We was getting it in. We was making money. The government saw that, they dismantled it. They sent the women in and say, oh, um, we need to be equal right to the to the man. That wasn't our problem. That was their problem. Okay. So they, they sent the women in doing that feminist movement. Now you are part of that feminist movement, you can't get government subsidies if a man is in your house. So they kick yeah. you kick the man out of the house, they got drugs in the streets. Now they got drugs in the hood. Guess who they're they are targeting to go to jail? Come on, this is this is proven this the data is there. Yeah. The war on drugs. Is really the war on the black men. And we got to see that. We don't like to have that conversation. We have this conversation that our, men are, our women are more educated than men. Our women are making more money than men. And to some degree, that's true. But our women have always been more educated than the men. Our women have always been more smarter than the men. That's why we've always relied on the women to give us these business ideas. That's, that's what we were doing before the 60s. Wow. <laughs> and that's what they did during slavery. They knew that. And that's how they built these corporations. That's how, that's how they built this country. And if we don't wake up now and start making decisions and protecting our women and our children, then we're going to be enslaved in another 200 years.
0: is so sad. Um, wow. <laughs> You're bringing up so many points. I really, again, hope that people are paying attention and listening and taking notes. And again, going back to the whole flex culture concept, we're so busy trying to impress people who don't matter, who are not going to matter in five to 10 years. And yet we are going broke. And you mentioned putting money into other people's pockets who are not taking care of us. I've been trying to have a conversation about conscious consumerism for a long time. Um, support those who support you. And we talked about this on a sideline, You know, buying products from people who support you. It's not about them supporting you, putting money in your pocket. They support uh, just things you're doing in your community. So we just have to change our mindset. Like we have yeah. to start somewhere. And I I'm, I'm not the most militant person, but when you have an awareness of a thing, you can't ignore it anymore. You can't ignore
1: it. You can't ignore <laughs> it. I, I joined the military, so I don't know if that made me militant. <laughs> <laughs> but I did I served in the Marine Corps and the Army, right? Um there four years in the Marine Corps. And between the Marine Corps and the Army, I went on the mission field in Ethiopia, right? Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. And I came back and I was like, man, we don't have problems in America. Like, we don't have problems. Even the ghetto in America is a mansion compared to the ghettos in Shanti Town, Ethiopia. So we have to broaden our perspective of life because we can't, we're not even thinking outside of our block, let alone thinking until another country. And so that's how they can, a lot of people come to this country and they get rich like in four years because they came from nothing and I can resonate with that because I came from nothing. Right. I came from nothing and I made it out and I try to tell people how I got out and it's just like. It's almost like fighting. Uh, it's almost like fighting the war like I, I went to Iraq and in the army. Right. I identify dead bodies every single day. Um, it does something to you when you see death every day. You're at the end of life. You're watching death every day. So those situations for me, when I came back in 2009, which there was the day Obama was getting inaugurated, I was like, I have a purpose now. I made it back with all my limbs intact. I can walk around. I still got my senses. Like, it's time to go to work on my life's calling, not what the military wanted me to do, what God has put me on this earth to do, and that is to set the captives free. Now you might be like, who's captives? Like the country is in debt. So we are not uh slave with shackles anymore. We're slaves with debt now. So it's not really even a black thing. It's an American thing. Yeah, The country is in debt because the leaders are in debt and they perpetuate debt as wealth. So that's the biggest flex, wow. that's the biggest flex. The country is in debt, but they're saying we have the global power. How are you in globally power? And you're in debt. That's a flex. So the flex culture is not just a black thing. It impacts the black community, but it's an American thing. It's a humanity thing. It's an issue of humanity. Everybody flexing, but everybody dead. They're in debt. I don't have no debt, so I can talk freely because don't <laughs> nobody own me. That's awesome. You ain't going to take my house. You ain't about to take my car. You ain't about to take nothing from me because I own myself.
0: That's awesome. And we all should be striving to get there. Um, you know, I want to talk about um, how can we start making those, taking those steps? You know, it may be impossible for some people to get debt free, but again, we have to take a step. We have to, we can't go anywhere without moving forward. You have to yeah. take the first step, you know, to that's making that's an effort. And so, definitely want to talk about that. I want to address the people in the comments section. Good morning to Dr. Ray Scales, Derek Coleman, Shalina Washington, uh, Takiya to Price, Tony Thomas, Angela Angel Angel Angel. Angel, Angel sorry, more. I to get it right. Don't hurt me. <laughs> um, and then Shalina says she's a, she agreed with some of the statements you made, Cecilia uh, Um Shalina says, we must um, awakening. We must awaken. It's imperative to the next generation. Um, Dr. Sharice, Dean, Dr. Sharice Jones Branch. Uh, so thank you all for checking in. I do want to talk... In this last segment before we go off air but we're definitely going to continue the conversation live on facebook i do want to get into first before we get into taking the steps to get to getting out of debt to readjusting our mindset from this flex culture to taking back control of our black community and uplifting ourselves i want to talk about the next generation um, mm-hmm. which ties into your organization generation to come where do we start how do we start getting into the minds of let's say these twenty? One twenty-five year olds because right now they see youtube reality tv whatever and they think that's,
1: it. It, <laughs> that's it, it it starts with us it starts with the parents like i have three children i have an 18 year old 16 year old 15 year old and they're on that stuff all the time but for the longest i wouldn't allow my kids to be on social media right i think until about they were like 11 and 12 before they got a cell phone right but during that time i'm shaping their mind so that they realize that they are not their things right okay. you're not your things you are a spiritual being god made you not these things so by the time they got a cell phone they already had a certain perspective right and so now you got a cell phone and you're watching all this stuff and i'm, I'm watching how they're engaging with this stuff so i had to have the right mindset first it starts with the top it starts with the father it starts with the mother it starts with whoever in charge of that household They have to have the right mindset first because whatever mindset they have is going to get passed down to the children
0: okay all right so um i tried you know early on with my son of course he's quite a bit older than your children but and once they leave the house then it's not i mean you can pray for them you can still feed them little nuggets of wisdom here and there but it's up to them once they leave the nest what they do with it and hopefully you Mm -hmm. plant the right seeds so like when your children, you leave the nest of the ever, they're going to still be daddy's babies. Uh. Yeah.
1: Hopefully, my I mean, the Bible says train up a child, right? Train, train a child. Meaning you got to always be I was in the military again. Every single day, they was on us, on us, on us, on us, on us. That is training. So you have to do that with your children because that's what we're commanded to do. Train up the child so that when they're older, they won't depart from it. So you got to rely on your training. I, I, I believe in my training.
0: Alrighty, so again, anybody have any questions or comments I want to add to the conversation? Uh, please drop it in our Facebook live. We're going to continue on Facebook live once we take a break on air. Um, again, the topic is the Flex culture in the black community. We see so many things happening um, and oftentimes we want to get enraged when something major happens. We can't keep letting major things happen to us in our communities you know last summer. Um, I've heard the conversation about um, why was George Floyd's death like, why was that so major compared to all the others? It was that it was a tipping point. It was like the boiling point that the thermometer broke and we broke. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's another conversation. But again, we see things happen in our communities, projects going up, um, developments going up, stores coming in, things that do not benefit us. What are we doing? You know, Mm -hmm. why are you let this happen? Again, we're focused on the wrong things. We need to be focused on ourselves and looking at what impact these things are making on our community and the negative impact, I should say, to a a degree. Mm -hmm. And I know somebody's going to come from my head, but, you know, it's whatever. Um, Yeah, let them come. You protect it. We got got you protected. (laughs) Look, again, once you have had an awakening and awareness of a matter, you can't go backwards and you can't stay quiet and you have to advocate for your people. So right. we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to take a quick break. For those of you listening on air, you can join us on our Facebook live feed, KLK, 102.5 two point five with Mr. Ahmad Perry senior. Um, so you don't want to miss out on one of the conversations because we're going to keep it rolling. And then we're going to come back after the announcement. So, um, Mr. Amanda always has the gems, always stop <laughs> in the gym. <laughs> So we definitely got to get him to talk more about his foundation uh, because we want to help increase the awareness of everybody, you know, black, white, and other. It's not just a black thing, but uh, we have to be, we gotta kind of look out for ourselves sometimes. We have not, not sometimes. If we don't look out for ourselves, who else is going to look out for us? <laughs> so yeah, we to have to be selfishness. So. Selfish in some matters. Um Miss Lisa Spencer says facts, you can't unsee things once you see what once you've seen them. Uh, and Tonya Johnson's the same. Yeah. Once your eyes have been opened, scales have been removed, can't you go can't back. Go so. back. And, and that's what <laughs> happened to me.
1: Like I went to Africa. I was 21. I went to Af- I did four years in the Marine Corps. I went to Africa at 21. I came back. I was working in the financial planning industry around wealth managers they managing 200 million 300 million 40 million dollars they had passive income of three hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year and they wasn't even getting out of the bed at that point so it's like once i saw that it was like my mind never went back and my mind was already popped by my first mentor wow and so
0: now we need to get all of us into the mindset of how can I start making money or making my money work for me, make mm-hmm. an impact in my community without working myself to death? <laughs> you know, there are a lot of people who are literally working themselves to death. They're working 12, 14, 16 hours a day mm-hmm. and not getting much return on that.
1: <laughs> because they believe the mindset of the harder you work, um, the better off you'll be. And that's not true. The smarter you work, the better off you'll be. Money is your slave. Money should be a slave to you, not you being a slave to your money. And that's why the Bible says that God, man cannot serve two gods. So you're either serving mammon or you're serving God, right? And so you have to realize that you're a spirit. I'm a spirit first. So if I can sit and think of an idea, I put that idea into, into to motion, then it manifests into a company or a product or a brand or something I'm selling to the, to the, to the market. Because I've done that, that money comes back in. But what we do first, we go out and buy stuff to flex as if we have it. So we're putting the cart before the horse. We go out and buy stuff that we don't have the money to buy, which which is called credit, because the system makes us believe we need credit. No, you don't need credit. You need ideas.
0: Yeah. Right? I remember some of our first conversations and the group you talked about, it's about your cash flow, how mm-hmm. much cash do you have on hand mm-hmm. versus how much credit can you accrue?
1: <laughs> and I almost got my head chopped off on because I told people online one time to focus on your cash flow, not your FICO score. And you should have seen how people went crazy. But I'm not saying to totally ignore your FICO score. I'm telling you, you can have an 800 credit score and no cash flow. You can't get a loan. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> the bank yeah. wouldn't know how you're going to pay that loan back but if I had an 800 uh, FICO score with $500,000 in the bank I can get whatever I want yeah that's a, di- that's a different conversation
0: yes and I think oftentimes we and I can say that I'm guilty of this I'm going to go back on in a interview I have look at other people's presumed success and I've kind of compared like or I had the thought like, how do they do that? How are they, or why are people giving rich people so much stuff? Like, how are they able, to, you know, all these questions? But they,
1: I know, I know, doctors who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars, in debt, financially insolvent. Wow. I know ballplayers who go broke. Like I know, it's all a flex.
0: All flex, all and a we flex. have to switch that in our mind we have to switch our mindset to like okay um it be like some of these other CEOs and presidents of companies they don't wear all these name brands they don't give their money to probably some of them <laughs> are friends
1: run the look same at Mark, look at Mark Zuckerberg look at what he wear look at what Steve Jobs wore you seen that little meme about this guy looks like he had is a millionaire but this guy is actually a millionaire that that's true yeah. So that's why I started wearing hoodies every day. Like I hate to have on a shirt in time. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> well, you look great. Nice hoodie
1: out. and some jeans. Uh, you know, I'm strong. You're it up, but you know, I wear this where I need to wear it too. But it doesn't define me. We. Ha- I-, I used to. I used to hear people saying, "You should show up like this to a business meeting." Nah. Not when when I when I've gotten to where I am, I show up how I want to show up. I showed up to a right. town hall meeting with a, with a guy running for Congress in a hoodie. and He didn't recognize me when I showed up. When I met him, I had on a three-piece suit.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Hold that thought right there. All right. Welcome back to Community Conversation on Kelly K1 2.5 FM with my special guest, Mr. Mark Perry Sr., um, President CEO of AP Solutions, Business Solutions and founder of Generation to Come Foundation Incorporated, and author of The Only Way Out, Escaping Poverty, Living the Life of Your Dreams. I think I got the time. Did I get it right?
1: <laughs> you got good? You good. Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> All right, so we're talking about the flex culture in the Black community. We, in the beginning, we talked about how we spend so much time, well, not we collectively spend so much time and money on the wrong things, flexing for the wrong people, trying to impress people who don't matter, going broke in the process. And we are now focusing on the things that matter, like the community, our children, Um, just elevating our mindset and getting out of debt and poverty, things of that nature. I want to read a few comments before we get back into our discussion. Um, Mm -hmm. Ms. Lisa Spencer says, um, the rabbit hole is deep. uh, Tanya says, work smarter. Takiyah says, be consistent and persistent in what you do. Um, She mentioned a vision um consistency Lisa says consistency is key um and says I remember that oh she remember the conversation about the cash uh having more cash flow over uh credit and your FICO score mm-hmm. um and then um Tanya says absolutely consistency um an assumption that the rich are wealthy yeah yeah that was mm-hmm. my assumption -hmm. Takia says, the rich can be broke, revenue can be in the millions, but net income is is zero. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
1: Heavy, heavy.
0: (laughs) Wow. And so Lisa says, closed on the finance. And thank you, Takia, for posting the link um, to the Only Way Out tour uh, website. Yes, if you would love to learn more information, have a conversation with Mr. Mont. His time is valuable, though. So I'm um, be ready. That's <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying. You know, you gotta pay for knowledge. You have to, if you're trying I, to. Read,
1: I, I pay for it. I pay for this knowledge in my head, girl. I pay <laughs> for it. Like identifying dead bodies every day, you have to. You have to, I have to pay with my sanity. Like, you understand what that does to a person? Like seeing somebody die um, with their head, you know, like the head blown open, seeing babies dying in Iraq. And guess what? It's all because of capital. Wow. It's all because of capital.
0: Well, That's
1: a a United States flex. The US was flexing on another country. So it's flexing on every level. That's why Meek Mill said it's level to this. It is levels to it. That was a flex on another country. Let's talk about the flex culture, right? That was a flex on an entire country. If you don't give us what we want, if you don't take this bribe, Saddam, we gonna flex on you. And that's how we flex. We come and take your oil. We come and take, we destroy your cities, right? Then we're going to send our government contractors in there to rebuild it. We're going to charge the taxpayers money for this contract and that's called government contracting. That's a flex.
0: Wow. wow.
1: I need y'all was- to get that. I need y'all to get that. That's a flex on another country. We're flexing all the time. We flex with our military all the time. All the time. They play war games all the time. So it's not just the black community has been impacted, the black community get impacted the most because we have the fewest resources because we, we, we squander our resources so much. So I want to go back to a point you made, you talked about George Floyd and what that had, you know, how that exploded. The world saw the system flexing on a black man, right? my personal belief is black people is christ consciousness so the world had to respond america didn't just respond and and, and revolt and 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 protest the world responded Mm
0: -hmm.
1: how are you going to kneel on somebody's neck and he say i can't breathe and you stay there and do nothing that was a flex the system flexed on christ consciousness the world responded The world responded, so wake up.
0: And what I'm hoping is that people do see these moments in time and they wake up and say, okay, we can't keep going the same route we're going. We have to start educating our children. Um, I don't know what things are like in Georgia, but there is a project called the 1619 Project that has been getting a lot of traction in the news. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a lot of people have spoke out, spoke up, and out uh, against it because it. I don't know all of the detail. Like I can't give you word for word exactly what it says, but it's basically this project or this proposal to redefine how Black history or how certain things are taught in schools. So again, they've been doing that. They've been doing that for years. I, I remember a, a
1: teacher in our school back in Greensboro, Alabama. And Greensboro, Alabama is neighboring to uh, Marion, Alabama, where Coretta Scott King was born, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a point when Martin Luther King came through Greensboro, and they hid him in a house that's in a place called Depot in the city, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this this teacher, his name was Mr. Brinson, Mr. Joseph Brinson. Everybody in Greensboro, Alabama know him. He went to Alabama State. He's a history teacher. He used to always be doing these Black history programs every single month. The white teachers didn't like it. Some of the no. white teachers didn't like it. And they were like fighting against this guy and this program. And I didn't understand why until I left home. He was teaching us our culture. Man, he made sure we was at every black history program he took us to Alabama State, took us to, to Alabama A&M. He was strictly about black culture, right? That's all he talked about was positive thinking. If you think you can do it, you can do it. Right, the emptiest wagon in the, in the room makes the loudest noise. like these little colloquialisms he would say all the time, but man, everybody that really listened to Mr. Brinson doing it immaculately well. I have a classmate that got her PhD. She was like 25, 26. I got a classmate that's a doctor right now in North Carolina. We got classmates in the military, like people that came through Mr. Brinson and listened to him excel very well. And I'm talking about coming from a title one school. You had wow. teachers like Mr. Brinson, Ms. Avery, Ms. Washington, like all of these teachers, like even some of the white teachers, Ms. Glover, Ms. Beaker, Ms. J. Like these teachers were pouring into us our culture because they knew it, right? Ms. Wright, which is the, the wife of my baseball coach, he would pick me up all the time and make sure I can play baseball because my mom okay. had to work, right? So it's not a Black thing. I want to elevate that conversation, right? Okay. It's, a, it's a thing of humanity. And that's what we saw with George Floyd. Humanity responded, right? The country is in debt. That's a human, human, humanitarian issue, right? We, the people, we the people of America have to wake up yeah. and say, this is not right. The fact that everybody is in debt is not right. The fact that y'all are charging us six times more for this house and you call it a mortgage, you're saying this is a cornerstone to wealth. But when I come back to get a loan, you're telling me I can't get my equity out. That That's not right. But you'll give me a loan to go buy a car. You'll give me a loan, you know, to do everything but start a business. You gotta, we gotta push back. That's a flex. We gotta push back. We gotta push back.
0: I wish that more people would take more time and study you know, our history we need to go back beyond the civil rights movement. Yes, that was a very pivotal point in history. However, there were many more civil rights movements that are less talked about um, mm-hmm. that we need to study and take bits and pieces of. We also need to look at who we consider our enemies. And I'm not gonna call names and everything, but whoever we consider our enemies who, who is against us, we need to study their motives and their methods so that we can <laughs> apply that and start beating them at their own game This is about chess, not checkers. You said that. You said that before too. Yeah. We have to start playing their game against them. You know, but we have to learn the game first. Here,
1: here's the thing about enemies. Some of the enemies have been implanted in our community.
0: And they look like us
1: and they walk like us and they talk like us and they dress like us. They bop like us, right? But they ain't from us. And that's what you gotta watch out for. Like I've experienced that firsthand. People are around you just to see your moves, see your hand, and then they flip it. So you gotta, be, you gotta watch out for the Judas, right? <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah, don't, don't sleep on that movie. You gotta watch out for the Judas. Here's the thing. Here's the thing for the person with the bag, right? Every person operating with Christ consciousness has a Judas meaning every person who is operating at a very, very, very high level and financially stable, financially well-off, has a Judas at every level. The first 100,000, you find out who your Judas is. The second 500,000, you find out who your Judas is. The first million, you find out who your Judas is. 10 million, 100 million, a billion, you find out who your Judas is. There's always a Judas at the table. Are you prepared for that, mentally prepared for that? That's a different type of living. That's a different type of living, because you don't know when it's coming, but you know it's coming. So Jay-Z said it in the song, and I love to bring up Jay-Z. In the song, um, Most Kings Get Their Heads Cut Off. He said, said, suicide is a suicide. If you succeed, prepare to be crucified. Being successful is a suicide. He said, suicide is a suicide. If you succeed, prepare to be crucified. Then you talk about Michael Jackson, he talks about Prince, how the system comes at you. Wow.
0: So again, people, I'm gonna say this, this is Kabila, not Kaylee Kane. Look, when you know better, do better stop flexing on the wrong thing let's flex on starting a business let's flex on starting our own schools let's flex on building wealth within our communities and within our generation creating generational wealth leaving something for our children we've heard this over and over that most people when they die all they leave are bills or debt for their children and for their families you know some people barely have any life insurance to cover the funeral let alone any other expenses so Let's start flexing on the right things. You know, let's switch, let's change the game, you know. Yeah, let's
1: let's (laughs) let's flex on protecting the person with the bad.
0: And we have seen, you know, time has proven when people start speaking up and speaking out, people with who have the authority, knowledge, let's just say leaders for like my brain is like whatever. Mm-hmm. when these people start speaking up and speaking out the truth it's like they all of a sudden come up missing hurt, yeah Or you David. know why
1: <laughs> because nobody's protecting them nobody's protecting them right i just said jay-z said suicide is a suicide if you succeed prepare to be crucified eventually they're going to come for you right but like i tell my group it's easy to get me by myself they can't get a thousand of us though right yeah. so let's flex on protecting the person with the bag, let's flex on protecting the person whose time it is to sit in that seat. Because the, I've had people call me like, I don't want you to talk about that, right? Offer me $80 million because they know I'm, I got a $21 billion commercial real estate backing, backing me up. We got a $50 million building going up in, in Atlanta, $100 million revenue bond given to, the, to us by the county. So they want them, they want me to be quiet. Don't talk about that. Turn down the meeting. You're not gonna tell me how to talk. Let's flex on that. How about you protect the person that's turning down $80 million for the culture instead of saying, oh, you think you know everything. Like we, we gotta stop doing that to ourselves. I don't know everything, I know a lot. I know what I've been exposed to and I know people offering me money to not talk like this.
0: Wow. <laughs> so yeah, we definitely need to protect you at all costs. Uh, most definitely. We have a few, some other comments. Um, and um, this goes back a while. So I'm just going to read them as they came in. And says, a woman. She's clothing. Takiyah says Judas is necessary. Um, strategize from what Judah teaches. Now that's something we, don't. okay, we to talk about that. Um, Takiyah also says, my father says, you're not hiding a man's house. Don't play the 1% games. Learn the games and strategize. Okay. Okay. Um, Shalina says, parents must take advantage of the resources and press through for a breakthrough on literacy, family, communities will thrive as an abiding citizen and community and nation. Um, Takia says, my dad says that because the 1% knows where you are. Oh, and they're, okay. So don't go to where they live, just kind of study them from the outside. Okay, (laughs) and Tony says- Don't don't run to the
1: birds. They already know you, they know who you are. Don't go to the birds, they're gonna come to you. Okay.
0: Okay. (laughs) Um Tony says we don't protect the bag because everyone is too busy trying to get there. The eyes is the eyes on the prize. Okay. So let's go back and talk about um how to strategize when a Judas is in your midst. So okay, we know what the we know what the issues is. We when we start flexing, we start Redirecting our attention, losing focus on what really matters. Now we open up space for these Judas's and whoever else to come in and really dismantle us from inside out. How do we strategize against them?
1: <laughs> so you gotta pray. God, God gives us, the, God gives us the blessing. He raises up the blessings for the unbeliever. Right? So for everybody in the culture that don't believe you can become a billionaire without rapping, without selling drugs, without playing basketball, without playing football, without playing baseball, hello, I'm right here. You, can, you see me right here, right? But that's not normal, right? I'm not even supposed to say that out loud, but I got a $21 billion commercial real estate backing everything I say. We got a $100 million Reg D fund on the SEC registered with the SEC 100 million dollar revenue bond from the from the Fortin County in Atlanta, Georgia. Why would they give you 100 million cuz you got way more than 100 million. They're not going to give you something when you don't have it. So, billionaire 38 years old. The only way out how to escape poverty and live a life in your dreams. Let's make this normal. Let's make this normal. You can, me- you, be- you can become a billionaire before 40 in America being Black and not sell drugs, not play basketball, not get tattoos on your face, not play football, messing up your body, possible brain injuries, not being a doctor, not being a lawyer, or any other white collar profession, but just simply working smart and not hard. Billionaire.
0: And we need to, old. we need to really place those seeds, plant those seeds and nurture those seeds in our younger people that there are other ways to earn income. There are other ways to be successful. And then once she reaches her level, you can start reaching back and pouring back into those that are coming right. up behind you, you know, again, leading into your um, organization, your foundation generation mm-hmm. to come because these are things we talked about and things you desire is you you're not building wealth just for yourself you're mm-hmm. building it for other people to feed off on and that's, that's going to be another conversation but you're building it so you have a pocket a coffer full of you know resources to share with and bring everybody else up that wants to come and that's the key that's another thing that's the key
1: Everybody's everybody's not, <laughs> everybody's not ready to come. Everybody's not not ready to come. Every everybody don't is not ready to come, and everybody's not ready for you to go. <laughs> everybody's not ready for you to become that. I I didn't wait until I got to a certain point to start sharing this information. I left home at eighteen. I got exposed to new information at eighteen because I read it as soon as I saw it. I shared it. Resistance. Then nineteen saw it and shared it. Resistance. Then twenty. 21, 22, 22, all the way up to my 30s. When I turned 30, no, when I turned 27, I was in Iraq. I was like, I can die over here. Oh, I got to live for me now. I can't be concerned about who gets in and who don't. I just got to do it for myself. Somebody told me, uh, I, I, Ona Brown, Les Brown's daughter, she was my first client when I moved to Atlanta. She said, stop trying to prove your, uh, everybody else wrong and prove yourself right. Stop trying to prove everybody else wrong and prove yourself right. That's what she said to me. Les Brown's daughter, the great Les Brown. Okay. Stop trying to prove everybody else wrong and prove yourself right. And I kept that with, I think I had that with me since I was 30. I'm 38 now. Um, That's... So I've been through different situations. I've been trained by different people. Got trained by the billionaire. He just really blew my mind. Um, Rob Hell out of out of Quincy, Massachusetts, part owners of the Boston Celtics. Like he blew my mind. Um, a billionaire that worked every single day. He's a billionaire. One corporation that he had was making $1.4 billion with no debt, he worked every day. He uh-huh. took the last week of the month off. So I hate when people tell me to get rest, like you don't even know what you're talking about. Don't tell me to get rest, you get rest. Because my mission and my calling is so much bigger than what you can see i don't don't speak on that right if you're concerned protect me that's right protect my name that's it that's all i need you to do
0: that's but right. don't tell me to
1: get rest cuz you don't you don't know the weight of what i'm carrying Wow.
0: and that is you know something that leaders deal with and you are a true leader In your community, not just your community, you're trying to expand beyond just your little four corners or block, you know, you are trying to expand to the world. And I want to read some of the comments when we go on break. So those of you listening on air, we're going to take another quick break. You got to join us on Facebook to continue the conversation because there's a comment that was brought up that I really want Mr. Ma to expound on. But about there's a difference between a Judas and a distraction. and mm-hmm. um, so we're gonna keep this conversation rolling, y'all. So again, you're tuning in to community conversations on KLK Kay, 102.5 with okay. We're gonna take a quick break, but we will be right back after these announcements. Okay, so Mr. Kia says, now there's a difference between difference from a Judas and your distraction and det- detract detractor. The unnecessary shows up in your life as if they can help. Oh, when it's just a distraction or de- detractor. Um, wow. <laughs> okay, so let's let's get into that.
1: Yeah, so so the Judas is gonna the Judas is gonna betray you at the end, right? He's not okay. gonna mess, or he or she's not gonna message you while you're getting to the point. He's gonna wait until the end, right? The distraction and the detractors are gonna be there along the way, but they're gonna be pulling your energy or pulling your resources. And it's going to be diverting the resources that should be going to the mission away from the mission. So you'll see your money go down. You'll see your stress levels go up. You may even have health problems because you gave too much energy to the distractor or the detractor. And so that's why a lot of people have issues because they're giving their energy to the wrong person, to the wrong situation. If you're giving your energy to the mission, then you're going to be operating in healing. and' not going to be wrong with your body at that time. <laughs> you see what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> you ain't gonna need no rest at that time you can go for two three days god got you He's giving you spiritual downloads you can't even sleep because it's coming so fast that's why you take off a vacation for a month because you got it like that you take off on vacation when you feel like it because you got it like that you can't do that if you're enslaved and indebted to the system because you got so much debt now you're working to pay off the debt you got to get out of debt so god can really talk to you Right, and you ain't supposed to be in debt anyway. So you've been you've been disobeying God from the beginning. You're supposed to be the bait, but because you disobeying God, you owe the bait. I need to write another
0: you, book. Had a, you preaching to somebody. Like I'm somebody, but um, <laughs> yeah, you definitely preaching to somebody. And I hope people are listening and taking this all in. That okay, we have to reshape, reshift our focus. You know, mm-hmm. again. And I'm going to speak to the Black community once again. We mm-hmm. got to change our mindset. We got to stop spending our money on things that don't make us money or matter to us. We have to uplift our communities. We can't allow people to come in and overtake us. Mm-hmm. We, we have more power than we realize. And again, this is a new awareness. Not a new, but it's it's. Just, I'm taking more responsibility of my awareness. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing my one little part, but I'm only one person. So, if we collectively put our energy together, like the Care Bears, I know there's an old school. reference. <laughs> i like the Care Bears. <laughs> man.
1: Not the Care Bears.
0: <laughs> we can make some things happen. Oh goodness, sorry. That's funny. Oh, yeah. Tony says you're preaching to me, <laughs> um, and Dakia says. Um, and I'm going to hold this comment because we're going to get ready to go back on air. So Takia, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for checking in. All these comments. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. All right. All right. Welcome back to the last segment of Community Conversations on Kelly K, 102.5 FM. My special guest today has been Mr. Amon Perry Sr. I don't know about y'all, but I'm enjoying this conversation. I'm taking mental notes. And so I hope that you are, too. I know the title is The Flex, Cult- Flex Culture in the Black Community. But however, not but, however, the flex culture expands beyond just the black community. Unfortunately, the black community is affected the most. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of it is due to our mindset. Um, I wanna read a comment before we move on. Um, Mr. Kia says, know when to shift and shake them off or prevent them from coming Look, okay, go have me shout. Uh, And prevent (laughs) them from coming to your life or space. Yes, (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um Tony says she got chills. And Tony Thomas, who works for our city government, he says we should be the lender, not the borrower. Begin with the mind mm-hmm. change. Um begins with the mind change discuss your day. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most so here so here, here's um, how you become the here's how you become the lender, right? Because you keep hitting on it. You said it twice. I didn't I didn't acknowledge it, so I'm acknowledging now. The African American community has consumption spending power of about $1.4 trillion, right? We know that, right? So you know I teach financial literacy as one of my pillars in my nonprofit, right? Health, education, finance. So here's how you become the lender. Here's how you become the bank. We have $1.4 trillion in consumption spending. So that means money is not a problem. We got the money. We just need to pay the tithe to our community. That's 140 billion. Wow. You don't need no government from that. You got your own government now.
0: And see, again, we tap into another conversation we're going to have. You
1: build your own hospitals, you build your own schools, you build your own grocery stores, you build your own banks, you grow your own food, you have your own military. Oh, y'all ain't ready for that conversation.
0: I was having a conversation with someone. They, they tried to direct me to a site uh, that talked about crowdsourcing and crowdfunding. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's an invest, it's kind of like Shark Tank, you know, mm-hmm. you invest in a small startup. So, anyway, I was like, there's no way a Black business should come in our neighborhood and they don't succeed or they don't have the startup funds. We should be like, they're here to pro- uh, provide for us. We should be supporting them $50, $100, whatever you're. Right. Well, exactly. You can afford uh, word of but mouth here, advertising. They should yeah. not lack <laughs>
1: here, Here's how, But here's how the system is keeping us out of those plays, right? Because they'll say to be involved in a private equity deal, right? You got to be an incredi- accredited investor, meaning you got to have a million dollars in net worth or more, right? So a lot of us can't even get into that space because our net worths are negative. The average net worth of African-American persons is right around, I think it's like 10 Gs. Ten thousand dollars? Somebody can fact check that,
0: but I know it's not more than
1: thirty, right? So think about this: the average net worth for our counterparts is like one hundred forty thousand.
0: That's <laughs> a big. That's a huge. But it's a
1: huge gap. gap, right? The average net worth for Hispanics and Asians is higher than ours. We in last place financially, but we flexing. We're flexing for what? For what? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you fooling, man? The average income for the American citizen is $60,000. Who are you fooling? I know how much money you got in your pocket. I know that 50% of the people I'm talking to don't have a lot of money in their pocket. I know the top 1% of the wealth is owned by, I mean, 99% of the wealth is owned by 1% of the population. So I know, all right, now you got 50% gone, 51% gone. So everybody else is in the middle. So where's that money? You're talking about something between $75,000. Right, you're talking about maybe 20% of the people between 75,000 and 150, and they don't even feel like they're making that amount of money. And then you got the white collar workers, probably between 250, maybe 400, and they working their butts off. They're slaves to the dollar. They can't even they can't even think right now. I meet all these people, Ivy League right? I, I, all of them. I meet all of them. They all come to me for me to solve their problem. NFL players, all all of them, they all come to me. I solve money problems. So we got to stop flexing and we got to start investing. And that investment goes back into us, our community, so that we can provide resources in our community to fund those businesses, to build those schools, to build those banks, to build those hospitals, to build those whatever we want to build, right? It's 42 million African-Americans in this country. We're not going to get all of them. 42 million African, I know, listen, I know the numbers. There's 42 million African-Americans about 70 million Hispanic. We're talking about over hundred million people. You mean to tell me we can't get 10 million people to get on one accord? Come on. You mean to tell me we can't get a hundred thousand people to get on one accord, 50,000 people to get on one accord? Come on, it's not hard. This ain't hard. We make it hard. We make this hard. So, Stop flexing. Start investing.
0: Yeah, Miss Tonya says they hate these conversations in the salon. That <laughs> I need a whole new environment. Yeah, um, people don't want to ha- They don't want to hear us have these conversations. They don't want to know that we know what they've been trying to hide. And I say are, they as the we, enemy or
1: <laughs> we, we, the enemy is the enemy. We got to stop looking at. The system is, listen, the system ain't hurting you. You are hurting you. Okay. Right? The culture is hurting us. They don't want to have that conversation in her salon because they don't want to hear the truth. We are a rebellious people. We are a rebellious people. We don't want to do what's right. We want to do what feels good, make me feel good. That's what Halle Berry <laughs> said. <laughs> I hated that movie talking about make her feel good. I want to throw a brick at the TV screen, man. Like, we got to do the right thing, not what feels
0: good. So, wow. Look, y'all. Okay. Whoever missed any part of this conversation, those of you listening to Aaron, you're going to have to go back and watch the Facebook uh, video because we hit some more gems in between these commercial breaks. So, Mr. Mon, I can't thank you enough. Like, this, of course, won't be our last. We're gonna have, we're gonna bring them back again because we still got way more to talk about. You know, I brought up the topic of crowdsourcing, crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned equity, like that's a whole nother conversation that we need to have. Like mm-hmm. now that we have this awareness of a thing, how do we flip the switch and change the game in our favor? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. do we grow, and how do we, you know, we I think you mentioned this either today or before. Stop focusing on what everybody else out there is doing and focus on your own. I Mm -hmm. read something on social media about, you know, people think the grass is greener. Well, no, you are just neglecting your own grass because you're focusing on somebody else's grass. So Mm -hmm. water yours, nurture yours. It's going to grow just the same. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So. We're going to have to re- get up off the air. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, for listening, supporting. Thank you for supporting Kelly K, one hundred two point five FM. Hope everyone has a great and blessed day. All right, so we're going to get off Facebook Live, but I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Like, there's so many comments. You might have to go back and check some of those out. Um, to keep your tongue, you having this conversation, much needed, you know, conversation. Yeah. We can start having these conversations in our circles, purposeful conversations that are real and relevant. That's yes. my motto for this year.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me as always. I love it. You're always a pleasure. Your spirit is so bubbly. I just feel like you can create magic. So.
0: <laughs> thank <laughs> you. I get energized with these kind of Like I feel something rising up. So I had to calm myself back. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, but thank you so much. Thank you, everyone out there on Facebook world. We will be back another time. Have a great day and stay warm. Awesome. Okay.